Radio Gaga, Radio Blah Blah. Radio was king. Someone still hates you. Okay. I like you when I like it when you set me up for stuff to use for the intro. I know, I know. Those little pieces before. Those little gems. Not the one I'm talking about, you know, massive defecation or whatever. That was enchanting. Yeah. Speaking of the Twitch show going to have to be PG. I was listening to one the other day and it might have been like 55 or something uh-huh. where it opens up with, and this patient shit all over the place. I was yeah. like, I'm like, all right, we got you know. three seconds in before we had our first cursing. Yeah. Well, I didn't know I was being T, you know, set up or whatever. Well, no, I'm just saying if you went back and listened to some of the old shows and mm-hmm. was like, how much cursing do we have in there or something? Cause we're not I regulated mean, right now. We're free well, flowing. There's one where, I mean, like I said, I came back and apologized the next time because I felt like I was a little blue in the time before. In the before times. In the before, in the timey times. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I thought I'd lost all my pre-topic stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, no. I thought you were about to be like. Apparently we're not pre-recording, so. Oh, we're pre-recording. Oh, you nerd. I don't know what the hell that means. We'll find out later. Okay. Hopefully they will enjoy the clicking sound of our mints. Minty, minty, fresh. Please enjoy the clicking. Well, actually, are you familiar with ASMR? Yep. Why am I not surprised? And so apparently that's like ear licking Legit. and clicking noises. It's supposed to be somehow magical for people or some shit. It's magical. It's magical and mysterious. Mm-hmm. I must have your mic this time. It's not loud enough. You're loud enough. Oh, my. But it's important. It's more important that the listeners hear me. Duh. The voice of reason. (laughs) In your own special little mind. Booty, 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 booty. You passed your luck check. It's the No Class Podcast. With your totally engaged hosts, Eddie. And what's his face? I mean, Matt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he's a cool cat. He used to hang around these parts. That's right, those were the days. But then. But then. That's always the best. (laughs) Explosive. Instead of being a yes and GM, be a... But then, GM, <laughs> it's a lot more interesting for no, your players. and also. <laughs> no, because. Uh, I said. Anyway, no. Okay, Grognard. Anyway. So, this is episode number 57. Can oh. you believe it? This is a travesty. This went on this long. Well, okay, so. Our faithful listeners out there know that there is a Twitch show coming up. What? Do you think we'll get to episode 60 before the first episode of the Twitch show? How is that possible? 58, (laughs) 59, 60. Uh, Possibly, possibly. 57. There's been times when we've had pause and there's times where we've kind of doubled up. So, you know, never say never, Trevor. If we get three in, Mm -hmm. it's highly possible. Only three? Yeah. That's a tease. Well, we'll see. We'll see. They should get two a month when we're on. Right. If we're on firing track. all cylinders. Yeah, all the cylinders. And actually, we're not going to do our Twitch until late in the month if things go as projected. And we've got a potential Gary Con show. Ooh, la, la. I mean, I guess right now, episode 60 is probably Gary Con. Well, I mean, we're not hauling this crap there, but we're going to talk about it when we get back. Yeah. Yeah. Or what could be the odds? We wouldn't want all this crap. Well, the thing is, remember, we're in with the Goodman Games Twitch. So we might be able to use some of their equipment and do some stuff there. We'll see. I doubt it because we are the very lowest rung on the poop ladder. Elena. Alana. Elena. Which is it? I think it was Elena, wasn't it? Oh, God. Now you're going to get that in my head. It's probably wrong. It's spelled Alana. Remember that? 
Yeah. But it's pronounced Elena. Elena, I think, yeah. You may be right. And I'm going to have to edit all of this. Good. Or should I? I'm really, really lazy. I see that. The less that I edit, the faster the listeners get it. Exactly. I've seen one time you needed to edit when it was minimal and there was a little bit of a delay, but I didn't say boo because I'm not the one doing the work. It'd be hell of an As usual. usual. As normal. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Eddie does all the work. All this, those shoulders are so broad and strong. He carries us both through night and day, through snow uphill both ways, barbed wire for shoes. Woe is me. And what do I get? Grief. Exactly. All right. <sighs> Last podcast. This is it. We'll oh, just end it all right here. Tell me this is the truth. <laughs> no more podcasts, no Twitch show, no more conventions, Death, nothing. Where's thy sting? Um, so we usually lead out talking about the long, it's over with the long, con? That, we just ended it right here it, on it's air. It's over. It's it, That's it. No more long cons. It's not over till it's over. Yep. It's not. Oh, well, this is it. Friendship over folks. <laughs> this is it. This is the last time you'll see me and Matt in the same room. I knew this day would come. I knew it. But that's a shame because we're down as a couple for NTRPG. <laughs> that's for everything, for everything in life. We're getting invited to weddings together. Yeah, I know. It's I all know. these things. What a world. What a world. You're going to have to get remarried again so we have some some more cover. Exactly. <laughs> I, as the happily married man. Is he but ever? you're going to have to yeah. hold up your end there, you as what, you've heard many times. Well, I could probably stay married if I was as good a husband as you are. Say what you will about this jerk. He is a good husband. Man, this is this is coming out all right for me today. Yeah, no. I'm Do, he does all the work. He's the perfect husband. I know, I know. Hello, ladies. That's right, that's right. Get Hello, it. our one lady listener. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, is being forced to listen to this by... Some some guy. Yeah. It's the female listeners are uh, my mother in law. Yeah, but actually, Adrian and maybe listens, I think that's true. I think Adrian. We love Adrian. And I was going to say our buddy Nicole. Maybe Doug. Yeah, Doug probably twists her arm. Poor mm-hmm. thing. You know, I like uh, Doug comes up and points at the design on the t shirt and goes, "Which one are you?" I said, "The one with the beard." Anyway, so all right, let's. That's it. It's all over again <laughs> in this whole sh- charade shenanigan. <laughs> Just remember, folks, these are the kind of witticisms you tuned in for. Yeah, we're so sorry. So it's all back on. We're back. Yay. Just when you thought we were out, they pulled us back in. Just when it looked darkest. That's right. Just when your hopes were getting up. All right. So did you want to say something about Malonkon? I thought we were, didn't talk about that. Malongkorn, <laughs> the internationally renowned Longcon, the greatest con that East Texas has ever known or may ever will know. This really is recording. Good. I know it's sad, isn't it? The the goofiest episode so far. Yeah, I know. Apparently, they slipped a little something in the sunbird today, or the tea we got from. Um, yeah. Heritage. Heritage. The long con. Yeah, it's on you. I set it up. Now you've got to hit it. In off of Hawkins. Enjoy the clicker smack there. Um, you can be living in sin at the Holiday Inn. An awesome venue. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. way way better than our old uh, venue. And we're gonna they're gonna be doing some great stuff for all of us. We're really excited. Um, we're looking at having Brendan LaSalle, and I have a strong suspicion. That we're going to have David Beatty back. Ooh la la. I think it's the first time we've confirmed that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. See, this is when it'll be a wonderful Twitch show. Oh, yeah. If people could see my face right now. I know. The, the facial expressions are the best. The best around. I'm Best so in the business. absolutely disturbed that we won't have our editing safety net. Because, you know, we can be a little blue and a little raunchy. So Not anymore. I know. Well, you, if you enjoy that bit of our uh, shtick, you can get that here. You'll still get your fix here. Your blue. Your blue. Blue material. Your blue material. And I yeah. bet there'll be a lot of stuff on there that we have to refer to. His like art material. We'll catch you back up on the podcast. Yeah. We won't talk about it here, but if you want to hear the full story. Yeah, He's like, well, so what's, what's the benefit of the Twitch? I said, typical, we're going to shill for our con and our podcast. 
I said that? I said we're going to shill. And you. I ask you? Yeah, you did. I ask you. You did. You did. You've seen that movie Casino, right? Yeah. Do you remember the part where he's having his trial? Robert De Niro? Uh-huh. He's having his trial, and he's like, was I at least at the dinner? <laughs> Will you do me the courtesy? Was I at the dinner? Yeah. So there you go. That's you go. that's how this conversation is going to play out. Exactly. Oh, man. Only with more swearing. More. Even more swearing. We'll make it even. Did you shampoo my wife? <laughs> Did you ever see that one, that SNL skit? No. So go look that up today. That's, uh, I think it's uh, De Niro and Pesci where they did um, Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. Did you bleep my wife? Did you bleep and bleep my bleeping wife? But they change it to shampoo. Mm-hmm. So everything is, did you shampoo my shampoo and wife? <laughs> <laughs> so go look that up, kids. It's yeah. going to be a very odd episode today. Definitely. And I like that odd energy. In honor of getting in on the most gonzo of games on their Twitch stream. Make it weird. Keep Longview weird. You should move to Austin. No, thank you. This is that would have been a perfect one for that video reaction of Matt's. Yeah, yeah. The 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 horror and revulsion on my face. The People's Republic of Austin. That's for you, Ron. Um, but anyway. So one thing I can give you for a long con update. Yes, sir. Art, Art Garfunkel will be attending. Who arted in here? But no, we have our. Lovely Lich mm. art pretty much done. It looks gorgeous cool. So if you like this new level of art we've got, mm-hmm. we are continuing the trend. We're up in our game. Now up yours. Okay. Make seven up yours. That's right. Seven and seven. All right. So yeah, things are really exciting. They're building. So we're going to GaryCon here in about a month. Gary. Gary. And so that's exciting because that's our first time going to GaryCon. But um, in the time of the COVID, we got to wear face diapers. You know, that'll be great. The whole time. Have our shot record, you know. Tattooed the whole shot record. On our face, our forehead. But, you know, oh, well, I'll, I'll get to play the, the deaf man game. Huh? What? Could you speak up? Huh? Come sit closer to me, mumbler wearing a mask. It'll be great. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. With all that aside, yeah. do you think this will be... Your first and last trip to Gary Khan, probably. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, so. Absolutely. Well, because first of all, and it said we had to build our rep. I mean, I it's kind of, it's good in a way. It's kind of humbling because like the first time that I ran at NTRPG and I did all this work, beautiful miniature painting, did all this whole diorama type, lovingly created play surface for all these miniatures I worked on and kit bashed, and then two signups, no shows. People would walk by and go, oh, my God, that looks amazing. I'm like, yeah, I want to play. Nah, I already have a game. And so, uh, but, you know, once we had built our rep there, and not to brag, but I just plainly humbled myself. I told them how crappy the very first time or so were. You guys, we're now, I mean, when we post our games midnight, our tables fill up. And I thank everybody for that. It feels so good. But here we are starting over again, kind of. They don't know us up at Gary Con. I don't know about you, but, like, I have one sign up for my one game. The funny thing is going to be when you get all the people that go to NTRPG and Gary Con, and those are the people you've had signed up, the people that know you from NTRPG. Yeah. That'll be the funny thing, that you will meet absolutely no new people. Yeah. Because the whole idea, we wanted to meet new people and shake hands. Well, one thing like I'd hoped, hoped originally I thought, like I talked to Reed Sanfilippo some time ago about hey, Of America? Yeah, of the American, the American Survival Guide and Crawling Under a Broken Moon, which... If somehow you heard this or heard of it, get out, get get well soon, Reed. But uh, anyway, I'd hope to meet Reed and game with him. Well, now God bless yeah. the poor guy; he's really sick right now. So let's all keep our fingers crossed. Positive energy prayers for Reed and his quick recovery. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, some of the people I'd hope to meet there aren't even going to be there, you know. And uh, and honestly, it's a little. Disappointing. I mean, there's one guy who's in my game, and he's like, "Man, I played with you in TRPG, and oh man, I'm like, I love the energy, but." You're it, man. You know, I mean, but anyway, but, uh, well, only the golds have signed up so far for Gary con. The silvers are this weekend and that's yeah. when you'll sell out. So we'll, we'll hopefully we'll, yeah, it'll go through the roof on that. And I don't think I have any takers. I haven't really looked, Yeah. but I don't think I have any takers at the moment, but I'm also running barbarians of the ruined earth, which if you don't know anything about it, that's not a yeah. draw. 
But I got to brag on my boy over here. His game might not be filling up, but there's somebody running, what, two rounds of your module, Cartage in the Casino. Which you have all these little things happen on the way, printing your module and all the steps along the way. And you're like, that's okay. That's like the last cool thing that's going to happen. I've sent out all the modules now. That's the last cool thing that's going to happen. Oh, wait. Uh, I need to send some into the store. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, I'm starting to get some feedback in. That's really cool. And then it's like, wow, I'm looking at a convention and somebody is running something I wrote. In two slots. So that's really another one of those like, wow, cool. That's, that's phenomenal. Because, you know, yeah, I mean, this person, obviously they're running it. They liked it. They're uh, and walking on air. No. And then also, I'm going to brag on him again. Do it. Uh, Daniel Bishop, who's known online as the Raven Crow King or whatever. Uh, he's someone who's uh, uh, a, a person in the DCC community that a lot of people know. You're aware of him. And uh, he's, he's written actual product for DCC. Not just third party. I mean, directly for them. He's done third party stuff. He's been involved in some of your favorite uh, adventures. Well, they'll have a number of different guys ride it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. He was probably involved with your old favorite, Shambling Undead. Mm-hmm. I know Beatty was, Wampler, some other. There was like this, hey, go get all the guys to riff and do parts. I know Daniel Bishop was involved with uh, the Hypercube of Might, mm-hmm. for sure. And his contribution was the weird polyps. But anyway, so he like gave some good energy and good thoughts to Eddie in regards to his adventure. Like I got the PDF. It's awesome. I want a hard copy. So anyway, I'm just really excited for Eddie. I know he's excited because you know, I mean, you have to think, you know, priest from Caesar. Yeah. So there you go. So that's really, that's enough about that though. We don't want, it's to, not, we don't want his head to get any bigger. You I know? mean, this episode is pretty, Looking pretty good for me. You think about that. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Exactly. Oh, and I think we should call it right here. And you're super excited, Stoke, right now to boot because Elden Ring. Oh, you're all you're all out of order now, sir. I, I don't care. I'm an outlaw. I make my own rules, sir. That comes at the end. No. Yeah. No the 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 topic comes at the end. Everyone knows that. Well, I mean, it comes at the end of the pop culture. The video games are the last thing. Get with the pop culture, sir. But since we can't review it yet, all we can do is say we're hyped up to play it. We are hyped. To play it. To play. We both got it pre-downloaded. So at 11 o'clock tonight on the PlayStation Network, we should be able to watch the day one download update to fix all the bugs Mm -hmm. and then maybe get to play it. Pre-downloaded for your pleasure. All right. What's our first thing after promoting the long con? Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Viewer mail. Viewer mail. Oh, viewer mail. Listener mail. Listener mail. How can you believe it? I I didn't think that was a thing because we don't get that. Exactly. So if you're out there, Uh keep in mind. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. That ad email address is the no class RPG podcast at gmail.com. Dot org dot com dot. Yeah. Um, but it's out there. Because we could reiterate, we recently heaped and just stacked so much swag we sent to one of our faithful listeners who gave us a little input. Yeah, and that was somebody that was sending it out to multiple shows. So, I mean, come on, guys. You send out one email to yeah. six different podcasts and see which one it sticks on. So, But you see who, who, who you know, the phrase that pays, who are going to hook you up. It's us. It's us. We're those guys. And we're desperate to get your mail in. So we'll, yeah. we'll be happy to answer your questions we'll be here. in the fetal position crying, rocking back and forth, waiting for your email. So Luke from Topeka. Oh. Asks, what pulp culture thing has impacted your gaming the most? And this thing can be like this album has had the biggest or this movie or this book. What one thing would you give credit right now that influences your gaming? It can be your like world setting or just how you play the game or what you think about. That's a wow, Luke. That is a really, let's do something nice for Luke because that's a brilliant, awesome question. But uh, what I would have to say is, like, if you talked about fantasy, I think what really set the hook in my big love of fantasy and what's influenced what I enjoy as a gamer and a game master would probably be the Elric books, Elric of Bun. Hmm. 
because that sort of that world and that flavor, that dark tone, and just some of the aspects of it have really impacted my fantasy gaming. So are you trying to recreate that in any way in your games? Have you ever tried to build a fantasy world more like that? Well, what's that is, you know, they deck in the day, they did a Stormbringer game, but I think Chaosium might have done it. Never played it, never owned it, never ran it. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think in the past, definitely, I didn't try to like whole cloth like the Young Kingdoms and, you know, uh, what's the island he's from? Um, oh, that kills me, man. But anyway, I can't think of it. But no, no, definitely for fantasy, the Elric books, uh, if I mean, don't get me wrong, though. I love the Conan books and Fafford and the Grey Mauser, all that stuff. You know, all the uh, appendix in stuff mm-hmm. has had its impact. But if there was one that really resonated with me, I would say probably it was those books. What about you? I'm going to go into the post-APOC, uh-huh. and I'm very tempted to say old Mad Max. Okay. Because Road Warrior, I mean, mm-hmm. boom, that was right in the like pivotal time frame. Mm-hmm. But as usual... I'm going to fall back on my love of Vampire Hunter D and just the world that it creates. Yeah. Even if you took D out of it, it's a just a cool, lore, cool world, yeah, the, cool world the building. Genre. And that's what I was getting at was what we're talking about. I was just going to go, well, talking about fantasy, Elric. And again, you've already beat me to the punch, but I will say when it comes to post APOC, man, Mad Max, specifically the road warrior, I owned that as a kid and I wore out multiple copies of that VHS tape because I mean, when people go, what's your favorite movie? No hesitation for years, like Road Warrior. Because I mean, I just, I don't know why, but I love that movie, you know. And definitely when you think post-APOC. You were at the right age. Mm-hmm. It was very different. Oh, yeah. So, I mean. And you've, you've heard the story, I think, on this podcast where I somehow bamboozled my poor, poor mother into taking me to see that as a, how old would I have been? 10, 11, 12-year-old, whatever. And like five minutes into it, my mom goes, we're leaving. And I was like, no, ma'am. Like, I would not leave. And she was like, I'll be in the car, you know. And I mean, I, and I wasn't that kid, but I was like, I'll be damned. I've got to see this. And oh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I got to sit in the theater. Yeah. And I, I think another one would be heavy metal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It definitely, because there's like, in that those different vignettes, man, there's World War Two. Uh, sci-fi, you know, post-apoc, just weird gonzo, um, other world, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Even that kind of Harry Canyon, noir kind of thing. So if you want your kid to grow up and play MCC or Gamma World or something, sit him down right now and show him the Road Warrior and Heavy Metal. As a byproduct, he might have a thing for big hooties. I don't know. You know? <laughs> Watching Heavy Metal. But anyway, ha-ha. I was flipping through Hulu or something the other day, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, boy, they've got heavy metal. It's heavy metal 2000. I was like, yeah, oh, uh, keep clicking and, along. And poor, uh, what's her name, Belle, that was in that, died of like some sort of brain thing a few years ago. It was really sad. Hmm. Okay, what was it? Not, what was her name? But the woman that was, she married the guy that was doing heavy metal magazine that used to do change. Sambita that did, I don't know, anyway. Went down a path there. But yeah, okay. So yeah, no, Luke, that's man, phenomenal question. Um, yeah, man, no, great question. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you too could be getting praise heaped upon you by yeah. your no class podcast crew. Do we have an address for Luke? We do. Good. We're gonna send him some cool stuff. We are a t-shirt at least. What size? And maybe even some pajama bottoms. I know some underoos, some boxers. That's right. Imagine where we'll put the oval at. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, if you had some of the butt flap pajamas, that would be perfect for it. More put us on the butt flap. Okay. Thank you again, Luke. That was awesome. Books and comic books. Books and comic books. Have you read? You know, sadly, I don't get to read nearly enough comic books. Well, what about actual physical books? Um, I have continued. I'm nearly done with um, the game wizards. Yeah, remember we promised you that episode so many, so many moons so ago, many years ago. Oh, 
dude, and I had the book laying right by. I've got Empire, Empire of Imagination. It's sitting right by the, the door. I'll bring it tonight to the game. I won't forget. Tonight, tonight. But yeah, and you know, I realized something. I opened that one to check where I write the date I got it and my name in it. That was from January of 16. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's been it. that long. Well, speaking of that, we're pretty much at the three-year anniversary of the podcast right now. Wow. I did not know that. Well, cool. Happy anniversary, buddy. Three years of this, folks. Torture. Um, all right. uh, not a lot of books and comic books for me either, but I will say the Hulk 2022 and Thor 2022 are actually pretty cool. Uh, so the latest issues of those came out. So there's two comic books I can tell you I read. The Hulk now is continuing off of the Immortal Hulk. So it's a completely new storyline right now. David Banner is inside the psyche, driving the Hulk body around like it's a starship. Okay. And the Hulk is is in the engine room, and when he's like, turn up the power on the ship, he gets the Hulk as angry as possible, kind of like he's in the danger room. Mm-hmm. So he'll be fighting Wolverine or this, that, and the other. He's just making Hulk as mad as he can. Mm-hmm. So it was an interesting concept. I'm enjoying it. And right now he's just arrived in an alternate reality with another Bruce Banner. So it was kind of like the, there was a a gamma bomb war. Hmm. So the world is just littered with hulks. Oh, wow. Instead of like, they made super mutants and ghouls. Mm -hmm. They made all these hulks. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It'll be interesting to see where they're going. And then uh, right now, Thor is still dealing with the unworthy Thor. And you remember when Jane Foster was Thor? Mm -hmm. It's because the hammer has been growing this evil entity in it. Oh, no. So now he's fighting that. Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Odin has just died again for the millionth time, oh, right? Time. But it breaks your heart every, every time. Every time. But Thor has the full Odin force now. Oh, goodness. So Poop's about to hit the fan. Exactly. But that's that's how I nerd it up for you on the comic book front. That's that's pretty nerdy, but that's good. You, you, you appreciate that somebody was like talking about, oh, yeah, uh, my kid wants this action figure. Um, it's for DC or something. It's called the Abomination. I said, uh, "Excuse me, that's Marvel, the Abomination." And they were like, "You know that?" And I went, "Sadly, yes." And then they were like, "Oh no, wait, it's something called the Swamp Thing." I said, "Now that's DC." But I was going to say, who is the Hulk's big enemy, if not the Abomination, abomination or the leader, General Ross, or yeah, the leader yeah. Samuel Stearns? Yeah. But yeah, when when you think the nerds, of like, yeah. Duh. I know he used to fight the rhino a lot. That's true. Back in our day. But that's always kind of a Spider-Man villain to me. Yeah, exactly. When I think rhino, I think Spider-Man, but yeah. And of course, how many times have the Thing and the Hulk fought? Too many. Yeah. the I think the Thing used to win a lot more of them back in the day. But not nowadays, the, the Hulk's got too much love. Yep. The Fantastic Four really dropped out of their popularity. Enjoy that chime, folks. Yeah. That was our dated 70s reference alert. That just chimed right there. Yeah. With your thing ring, do your thing. That's right. Okay. How about some TV shows? Did you have, did you make some time for TV since you couldn't bother to read? Duh. Good, good, good. So on Prime, I've been watching Texas Rising and it's the story of the Texas Revolution. Now, was this the fight that they had to determine whether there was going to be beans and chili or not? Well, my boy, uh, the, the father of Texas. I don't care. Was in it. And at one point, I think they do make reference to the fact he's like, give me some chili. And he spits it in their face because there's beans in it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If you have chili with no beans, mm-hmm. you've just made sauce. <laughs> if you have, Get yourself some spaghetti. If there's beans that you're eating, some kind of stew. But anyway. So there's this is your hot button topic right now, exactly. folks. Exactly. This is our con- bone of contention. And it's funny because this guy's the, the genuine born and raised Texan. So what I say goes, when I tell you how to put some stuff in boudin... <laughs> You can talk about it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you. All right. But actually, I'm enjoying it. Um, the writing and production values are not the best because this was something done by the History Channel. But the acting is really good um, because you've got Bill Paxton. You've got um, a number of people who you know. Who's the what guy that all the kids all of a sudden love now that was in The Mummy? Um, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser's in it. Um, 
there's a, you know, a number of other actors that you'll go, oh, yeah, that guy. You know, Shooter McGavin's in it, you know. I eat um, turds like you for breakfast. Exactly. So there's a lot of interesting, a lot of good actors in it. And so the acting's good. The writing, like I said, directing maybe and the production values aren't the best. But I've enjoyed it. And if you're not familiar with the Texas Revolution, what a great way to learn about that awesomeness. Now, if you're from Texas, you had to take Texas history in the eighth grade. Exactly. And you should know all this stuff. And you'd have already known all of this. Yeah. Um, so Texas Rising. Uh, and just What was the, the Louisiana movie? Oh, shut Texas up. Texas Rising, Texas Louisiana. Blaze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> UEP Long wearing his work boots to bed. Um, <laughs> well, the only thing in Louisiana you get is the story of corruption. And that, uh-huh. that never ends. Um, so in, in, in the vein of shows and TV shows and whatnot, there all of a sudden, boom, there's more Futurama coming, mm. which this guy's rolling his eyes over here and I don't blame him. There's more King of the Hill coming. Really? And there's more Beavis and Butthead coming, which, so, Good Mike, boy. so, so, so Mike Judge has been let off the chain, I guess. Um, I think Beavis and Butthead are going to be adults now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen pictures of them. They, they look like themselves, but aged what, 20, 30 years? Now, the thing is, there's, I guess MTV is still around, but sort it doesn't of. play videos, yeah. which was the best part of Beavis and Butthead, was mm-hmm. them cracking on the videos. Yeah. Are they not going to be able to do that at all, I wonder? Or are they going to bring back some other old videos and crack on them? I don't know. Or are they going to do the new stuff? Are they going to make fun of WAP? You know, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the nerve. Um, they're rebooting Highlander with our boy Henry Cavelli or Cavell or whatever. You mean Ernesto's boy. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's exciting. Um, the Doctor Strange trailer is out. It sounds trippy. It, and I'm, I'm actually, I have not been excited about a Marvel movie in a while. I'm kind of excited about this one. It's what Doctor Strange in the... Megaverse of mysteriousness or something. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be good. Um, Multiverse of madness. Thank you. There is a Fallout show that is uh, being produced, and Walton Goggins has been Walter. Cast. Yeah, from uh, the Hateful Eight and Justified, and the Shield. Yeah. Big fan of that show. If yeah. you haven't checked it out, folks. Absolutely. So there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff coming down the pipe. Oh well, if you're talking about TV shows that are about to come out, mm-hmm. do you know about? The Boys Diabolical. No. Yeah, they're getting their own animated anthology. Really? Kind of set in that world huh. starting on March the 4th. So it should be pretty good. And I cool. like the anthology thing. You can watch one episode and you don't have to see the next one. Uh, that sort of thing. Or one could be really good and the next one could be really crappy. So is this like while they're waiting for... Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a... But I think the next season should be coming pretty fast too. Yeah. And then they'll drop it out one at a time. Are these actors doing the voice work? Do you know? I think it's a mix. Oh, Probably okay. some of the time they do, but I know in at least one of them, what is it, Simon Pegg mm-hmm. is going to be playing Huey. Oh, wow. Because they're one of them they're doing more in the gritty, the boys world of the comics. Oh, okay. So. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anything else for TV? Mm-mm, no. I will say I've been watching... Uh, South Park, the new episodes for the 25th season. Wow. Can you believe it? 25 years. And so far, so good. They've started off pretty pretty hot. Some of the seasons have been better than others. Mm-hmm. And as these things drag out, like I don't want to watch any more Simpsons. Yeah, God, no. But so far, I mean, South Park's been plugging along. Those guys have kept it fresh. It's funny, I don't know if I'd mentioned this in a recent podcast or not, but I had recently, while I had access to... HBO Plus or Max or whatever. I've been watching the old seasons. I've been I'm up to about season three, starting from the beginning, working my way up. Mm-hmm. And if some of those either I don't remember or never saw them, like the Streisand bot or whatever. Never seen that. Mecca Streisand. Yeah, yeah. So, thanks, Robert Smith. The Cure is the greatest album. <laughs> Disintegration's the greatest album ever. Yeah. But it's like some of the early episodes, season one, two. I was like, ooh, that's not aged well. Oh no, I mean. It was really shock value in the beginning yeah. where it's like, we'll give you a laugh because a elephant makes love to a pig. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely gotten better at some point, maybe third season or something like that. There was a turn and mm-hmm. it really got good. Yeah. Okay. How about some movies? I, 
I talked about Doctor Strange coming, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, no. So uh, we did have a little feedback from our buddy Durthan. Oh. Oh, go ahead. Free guy is good. Okay, is what good. he was talking about. Okay, because he heard me talking about liking it. Yeah. He liked it. Because I was like, eh, I've been thinking about checking it out. So I got the the uh, thumbs up from you and from our buddy Adirthan. And so you liked it? I hated it. Good, it was the good. worst thing that's ever happened to me. I could believe It should that. be covered in manure uh-huh. and launched in a rocket to the sun. Right, that's right. Gonna, I think that's going to be the new catchphrase. Yeah. Let's save that for yeah. the Twitch show. So you, you but know, I liked it. Good, good. But, but I think it's be. two hours long. Yeah. It could have been a little shorter. It's a little long. I agree. What happened to the 90-minute movie? Yeah. Definitely popcorn movies like that should be 90 minutes. Um, you, thank you. So, uh, Durthan, Drew, Fergie, had uh, recommended I watch St. Vincent, which is a movie with Bill Murray. Hmm. Okay. And uh, what's her name? The heavyset gal? Or not so much anymore. McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it. Per his direct, Thank you for the, t- uh, the, the tip there, Ferg. A tip of the hat. To the tip of the movie. That's right. Just the tip. So Free Guy was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Lots of the video game tropes, but it could have been cut back a little bit more. Yeah, it went a little long. Now, how about this? Have you... Oh, go ahead. Cut in. So what was the funniest... What was like... What really made you like spit your teeth out? Dude? Dude was pretty funny. Yeah, dude, definitely. But... Um, he had a cameo in this, but he was hilarious with the teabagging and stuff. Uh, he was in Magic Mike. Um, he did the the TV. He did Twenty One Jump Street with uh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. You know I'm talking about. Come on, man, don't leave me hanging. Here. I'm leaving you hanging. Yeah, but he dangle. Was, but he was well. Speaking of dangle, yeah, he kept like the people doing video games like they'll tea. But anyway, he did all that stuff. He was hilarious. I can't think of his name anyway. But he was really good in that. His little cameos. Well. I uh, enjoyed Captain America. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His little pop up in there. Yeah, yeah. It's killing me. I can't think of his name. Oh, you will. But first, you're going to think about your favorite actors, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Right? In your top 10 movie stars, if that would put your seat, put your butt in the seat, where do those rank? No. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. So what is your opinion on seeing The Last Duel, and have you heard of it? Actually, The Last Duel really had my attention, but I like Driver. I think he's an unsung actor. See, I hate him because of the Star Wars connection. And I get that, but has he redeemed himself I hate those Kylo Ren, blah, blah, blah. But it's not his fault. Again, we talk about... Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. Let's take a moment to hate Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Just one okay. Just minute. Hate, 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 hate. Okay, good deal. So, between all of them being in the movie, mm-hmm. the big three, as we'll call them, mm-hmm. I was like, eh, I'm not seeing that movie. Yeah, Adam Driver would, but you know, yeah, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, I'm like. But then I saw that movie. And? It was pretty damn good. Hey, look at, see, for, say what you will, but, but your boy, I looked at the videos and I said, that actually looks kind of cool. I haven't seen any, I didn't watch any previews. I had seen a trailer by accident or something and I was like, you know, that does, because I love stuff from that time period though. I'm a history buff, history guy, you know. Don't make that, see this is where we're on video, it's going to suck. Because he, <laughs> you whatever. Well, I mean, come on, like you, you like and I like. Was it Black Black Death? Black Death's okay, but, but I that's like, not historically I, I like accurate. No, but, and no. then uh, what's the one with our boy Pettifoy? As I said, Ironclad. But is that historically God, accurate? No. So there you go. We like these medieval movies. What I will debate is, well, I like the historically accurate. Well, no, but I'll tell you this: I've been known people that were in the SA like I was that are the worst. You're watching me, and they'll go, "Ugh." That hilt would not be on that sword in that time period. And I'm like, I know that, but I'm not the guy at least you can appreciate that blurts that out. I just sit over here quietly going, eh, you wouldn't see that sword with on a Cossack in that time period. But I'm not I'm not that worried about it. I'm not gonna be that guy. You know, that guy. That guy. So anyway, yeah. The duel. The duel. Really good. So if you want some pretty cool action scenes of the medieval fights, mm-hmm. yeah, it's got you covered. Cool, there is cool. one point. And I don't think this is spoilerific. Spoilers. But Matt Damon's at war here, and I'm glad they got uh, James Hetfield to do an imitation of him. 
Because that's what he looks like in the movie. He looks like James Hetfield now. Have you seen that? No, but... Yeah! Oh! (laughs) So he's fighting this guy, and they're... I mean, this is... They've already gone at each other with swords and axes and everything else, Mm -hmm. but this is in the big hand-to-hand melee thing. Mm -hmm. He rips this dude's, like, piece of chain mail off of him, Mm -hmm. balls it up around his fist, and starts punching him in the face. I was like, boom, right there. Solid cut. That's for that's that's the impression, the admission price right there. But yeah. well, there's one of your mighty deeds. Keep yeah, that in mind. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So I mean, it wasn't all straight up sword to sword, uh, noble honorable combat. It's yeah. like one of us is gonna live. I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Yeah, that's one of those things that was disappointing about the rules and the SCA because I'm like, I can't do a shield bash. You know, no. But the fights are good, so if you're like, I hate those guys, you could turn off the sound and watch a lot of the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. But the historical drama behind it was really good, too. That's good to hear. So I highly recommend that movie to you, and it is three hours long. Oh I think it's 2.45. Good Lord. And that's probably why it didn't do well too long. But I love the whole thing. But, in, but you know, it didn't do well at all. And it's sad no. because they really promoted it. They really talked it up. They're like, oh, Ben Affleck and... Uh, What's well, a Ooh, Ridley like, Scott, I think, if yeah, I'm remembering yeah, that correctly. Scott, ooh, but he face. says, he says, those darn millennials and their phones ruined the movie. Yeah, I remember that I'm one. I'm like, eh. Oh, Ridley. I think a lot of people were probably the same mindset of us. There was one of those, one or two of those actors that you didn't care for. Mm-hmm. So I was like, eh, I'm not rushing out to the theater to see that. Right, and that's what he's saying is most people thought, eh, I'll wait and see it on video or whatever. And that's probably his mindset, that mindset of my phone or whatever. Well, I think he was also like, it's too long for audiences and they don't have the attention span. And I'll laugh because you got to figure all my coworkers, young and not so young, are like, oh boy, have you seen this TikTok video? And one of those all about 10, 15, 30 seconds. And it's like people's attention spans are kind of getting shorter and shorter. Oh yeah, I've definitely ruined mine. And I (laughs) still got through that three hour movie Yeah, and was like, heck yes. But, and the best part was because I'm... uh, potty training the pup and all that uh-huh. that ended up being like a four or five hour movie for me probably oh, just because wow. all, all everything breaks. popped up while you're trying to do it yeah. but even with all that said i loved it and i think that also goes back to the point of free guy mm-hmm. being two hours and too long mm-hmm. if you could do this movie for three hours and leave me going i could have watched a little bit more mm-hmm. and they couldn't i mean still free guy's good but make some edits for what it is it's a good movie. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. Go see Free Guy. Mm-hmm. Go see The Duel. Yeah. Man, really, really highly recommending that one to you. I want to have to check that out now because you've gushed. I'm gushing, folks. Oh, my. But because I'm not allowed to do such things, let me poop all over a movie. Oh, my. Uh, this is one of those random things that pops up on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Last Days Here. So the story of the band Pentagram, the heavy metal band Pentagram, not familiar. Never heard of them. I think I've heard of them, just but I I go pretty deep in those things a sometimes. Hard edge, a little deeper, a little darker than mine. But they're playing some of their things. music, mm-hmm. and I think they had done some stuff in the '80s that kind of flopped out. But mm-hmm. they're like, well, they were also recording in the '70s, and they have a bunch of unreleased '70s stuff. And when they're playing it, you're like, that sounds like some Black Sabbath. Yeah. I need to check these guys out. Yeah. And then you watch the movie, which is about the lead singer and how he's been hooked on crack for the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. And just the most, is this A&E intervention? He cannot get his crap together, no matter how life tries to throw him another lifeline. Mm-hmm. He screws it up and screws it up and screws it up. And you're like, screw this guy. This guy is his own worst enemy in the worst sort of way. Yeah, he's living in his parents' basement. And I mean, he was doing stuff in the seventies, so he's got to be sixty or something now. And there, a lot of times after I watch these movies, I'll go look stuff up, like the facts. How are they now? Well, he's living in the basement. He was living in his parents' basement twenty years ago, and I saw there's a relatively recent story. It might be five or ten years ago mm-hmm. that he was uh, convicted for abuse of an elder caregiver or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, they believe that he was beating up his mom or something like that. And I'm like, this disgusts me. I mean, I was slightly interested in your music when I first heard it, but then separate the art from the artist. No, that's one that I'm going to miss out on, I guess. So if it comes up on your random recommendations, if you like 
intervention shows and you like playing, seeing people whose lives are just a freaking mess, yeah. it's for you. But it wasn't for me. Wow. Like you, like you were kind of depressed, need a shower after that. It's, it's almost like being around somebody that that's, is that scummy. And yeah. you're yeah. like, why? Yeah. Why are we spending any time? Kind of like some of the, and maybe not Game of Thrones or whatever, but where you've got a, a book or a movie about a really unlikable protagonist. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why are we spending any time with this? Or I hate everybody in this show or movie. Well, you have to think if any part of those proceeds went to him, you almost feel bad about that. Like he didn't deserve it. You know? Why give him that much attention? You know, Why keep his name alive. Yeah. He and his name should die. And be shot into the sun on a rocket something like that yeah all right so unless you've got anything else it's topic time topic time what? topic time topic time and it's a little too late for us to have any listener engagement but the topic today is player engagement player engagement yo player who puts in the real work you already said it's me right but in gaming who puts in the work me Exactly. The game master puts in the work. Oh. And when you work, you expect a payoff, right? This is leading somewhere, isn't it? It is. That payoff, what is the return on that investment that we as game masters do? By what metric do we measure the payoff? Gold coins. Exactly. Player tiers. Exactly. So many tiers. When you get advanced like me, though, you'll start collecting GM tiers. (laughs) Thanks, Garrett. Player engagement. What is player engagement? What is it? What is it? Not necessarily the player's enjoyment of the game, but that is a desirable outcome. Some <laughs> people... <laughs> I hope they enjoy it. Exactly. Some people are not as overt or apt to communicate pleasure with the game or the game master. An mm, unspoken like component of engagement is attentiveness. Huh? Huh? Exactly. What? If a player is inattentive, what do you do? Usually... I have a ruler, mm-hmm. and I smack them on the knuckles. On the knuckles, good. Do you wear a little nun outfit when you? I do. do. That? That's that. See, that's that's the the verisimilitude that what we need. That's how you bring uh, them back into the game. It is it is it an off night for them or for you or both? Exactly, could be. So, what could you do? Smack them on the knuckles, or just toss the table, just flip it, and go. I'm out of here. Or quit. Exactly. Just. I quit. I'm out of here. Or, this sounds crazy, take a short break and assess the situation. I can't wait until we get the Twitch video responses. I know. Um, In an ideal world, the players would speak up with immediate feedback as frequently as they feel disengaged. I'm not engaged because I'm tired. I'm not interested in this story. Annoyed with the rules. I had a bad day at work. My wife just left me. My character isn't at all relevant to this situation. That would be nice, but players aren't always going to speak up, you know. Um, Wouldn't it be weird if they did, though? If the whole time you're doing something, they're like, I'm not engaged because my character is not important to this part. I'm the fighter, and you're in the library now, so I don't care. And you just... Like kind of reading people's thoughts, yeah, the whole time. It's like if that kind of what was it a Mike Myers thing? My mother has no internal dialogue or whatever. Um, she was a thief. You have to believe. Yep. So um, let's say that you take a break. Like, okay, right, let's take five minutes. Maybe you pull that one player aside, and you might go, "Hey, man, everything cool? Everything? We're gonna good? take five minutes until you guys start paying attention. You get your crap together." Um, because I will say that one time years ago, there was a guy came to the game and he just seemed really out of it the whole night, but he came to the game. Somebody would have stayed home and I pulled him aside like about during a break in the minute I said, everything okay? And he goes, my wife just left me. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, well, no wonder. And you were hoping the game would cheer you up. I need to really amp this up, I guess, or draw you out of it. But no, he was down and he made sure everybody was down that night. God bless him. Anyway, um... Anyway, yes, but let's say it's not just that one guy. Let's say everyone's bored. Hit the PCs with something exciting, unexpected encounter, a challenge. If the one lone player is bored, you could try and engage them with the challenge that utilizes their skills and abilities. Like, let's say. Hit them with something. Yeah. Say that, like, that character is the skill monkey, 
or like or whatever, then have some encounter that's going to engage his character skills. Or, you know, as a player, this guy is really better at puzzles or something. You might introduce a puzzle or something. Or if you're uh, in the library with a whole party and the fighter is bored, have some of the bookcases start falling and he's got to make the check to use his strength to stop it from falling on them or something like that. Exactly. I see where you're. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So find a way to engage him in that situation. And you might, because honestly, no offense, there's some people out there going, well, I'm some world-class GM, and of course I already thought of that. But for some people, they go, oh, I didn't think of that. That you knew you wanted to have that in, that research encounter, but the guy playing the barbarian is going to be bored. Yeah, have some, like you said, a large bookcase get knocked over or say that some evil guy comes in and enchants the books and they attack or something like that. Or have some big scarab beetles start crawling into the player's skin and then... Oh, wait, no, that's that was something else, I think. I like it, I like it. Um, players and GMs need to communicate, though we can keep things, uh, through this, we can keep things fresh and lively, but we have to know how to communicate properly. Because just kind of like you were joking about, but I could see there are some people that we game with that are different that wouldn't necessarily know how to communicate this. So hopefully they can, you know, there's a time and a place in what you say, you know, your game sucks. This guy's a cheater, a liar, you know, whatever. Um, in combat and out of combat, try and engage the players and their characters. Have challenges that utilize their skills. Have a combat that gives them uh, each a chance to shine. One thing I like about, say, Black Hack and its derivatives is the GM isn't rolling dice. And I feel like that frees you up to focus on narrative, on the story, on engaging the characters. I've heard much praise about when you ran again. This is your your podcast. Wow! Um, praise when you've run a test of a hero and whatnot. Don't let it in. Yeah, where you uh, were doing it very uh, free form and improv or whatever. Yes, mm -hmm. and so with that, you were free to just do that and not roll the dice and worry about that. That freed you up to do that, and you've got a lot of a good feedback and praise with that. So, um. Uh, so I'm just giving an example of one of the things that's nice about Black Hack is it frees you up to focus on the narrative and engage in the players. Um, what, can you think of anything else that would be a good way to engage the players or communicate, uh, facilitate communication between the players and the game masters? Uh, you hear everybody talk about a session zero. Brilliant. And that's the, the other thing, too, is kind of like, what do you want to get out of this? What are the expectations? Are you guys all about combat, so I need to drop some of this other stuff? What do you want this to game, game to be? And as they say, do you, if you want to do your taxes, that's fine. You can do your taxes. If that's what you want to get out of the game. And I wasn't going to mention Session Zero because I thought we've already covered that quite a bit on the yeah. cast. But, no, brilliant. And I even thought about mentioning that. But just because you had a Session Zero doesn't mean you can't have a Session 10.5 where it's like, okay, now that we're into this, mm -hmm. is this still going the way you thought it would? Are you getting enough action? Are you getting enough uh, intrigue or role-playing? Yeah. Does this need to be tweaked at all? Yeah. And that's you, you really hit the nail on the head there. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, you know, uh, one thing I like about, like I said, like I said, Jim is just frees you up to folks hopefully enables you to interact more with each PC and their narrative. And that's great because like I said, the players, and like you even said, after you've been playing for a while and they thought they knew how they wanted to play their character, what they wanted to do, or they might go, you know, now that I'm seeing how you're in the campaign, like, okay, parents, it's recently we're doing uh, Deadlands in Savage Worlds. And everybody had their dream character and having fun and they're playing. We're having a good time. Mm -hmm. And then the holidays hit and kind of kibosh things. But one of the players had been playing a uh, an Oriental fighter. Can I say Oriental? I don't know. Anyway, uh, you can't. Yeah, Asian, whatever. But um, and he had fun with that as a martial artist uh, to a certain degree because he's like, oh my guy's is way effective. Yeah, you're effective. But he quickly learned there was some role playing, there was some interaction, there was other stuff. And he and he said, you know, I'm not sure that this character is the best fit. And then I'm having that much fun playing him. And I said, well, make a different character. Sure. You know, we can segue that in. And then the campaign went sideways. Uh, but I'll just say that, yeah, I mean, that's where you see as a player, after you've been playing for a while, you know, a good GM should go, you know, what? yeah, if you think you want to change your character a little bit or your concept, as long as it's not someone doing this stuff, you get that person who's like, I want to change my concept a month later. I want to change my concept. Eh, pick something, stick with it. You know, there's, but again, find that middle ground, you know. So you game masters sometimes are unappreciated or sometimes I found some websites where they're like, quit, quit ballyhooing all your work game masters. And I'm like, really? But anyway, but the game masters put in the work and, but what your way to pay them back for the hard work they do is feedback through engagement 
or feedback if you're not engaged and let them know why. And in, in the nicest way possible, maybe go, you know, your campaigns are awesome. You're a great game master, mistress, whatever. I don't know that my character, I don't feel that engaged or whatever. And yeah, by all means, try to facilitate, you know. And, and sometimes it just happens. There might be that one scene in the night where your character's not involved. Well, as long as that's a rare instance, I don't think that's, you know, it's going to be somebody out there going, how terrible I wasn't engaged. How often does that happen? You know, if it's once in one scene in every five, five sessions, yeah, it's okay. You know, I mean, my character in the thing I'm playing in right now, I'm playing a stoic kind of a quieter character. So people probably look at me like, wow, you're not very engaged. Well, no, I'm playing a different kind of character for me. You know, so I'm still kind of like fun. when I was playing Wondar. Yeah. And I was like, Wondar can't come up with any brilliant plans. Yeah. So you you probably had a million in your head, but Wondar, the character you're playing, ding, ding, ding. And that's the thing. So, and we ask ourselves, you might go, wow, what did you feel like you were kind of left out? Well, no, because you decided to play that character. Admittedly, he wanted to play a different character, but he played that one for a friend. Because I'm a hero. And a good friend. What a great guy. All right. Well, was there anything else you would add to player engagements or, or to that topic or riff on that? The only thing that I will add in kind of goes back to what we were already saying about knowing your players' expectations and what they want. Mm -hmm. Because running some of the Osric mm -hmm. and running some more old school stuff, mm -hmm. one of our old favorites, Doors and Corridors. Doors. I don't know how that was so baked into the original and I don't know if that's one of those, another one of those, because of your cell phones, you've you must be entertained every second of every uh, adventure or something like this. Mm -hmm. There's no, there can be no lulls. Unless there's Jim getting their lulls. Yeah. So that's one of those things that you have to consider and think about doors and corridors. How much of that is there? How much is good for your game? How much do you lose your, uh, player engagement during that. Mm -hmm. So every mm -hmm. session doesn't have to be Mad Max Fury Road, mm -hmm. but if every session is what's some long drawn out dull movie, um, Pride and Prejudice or something. You know. So, you know, you, you've got to really walk that fine Strike line and figure out what your players want. Right. And it goes back to, again, what you so wonderfully brought up, the, the session zero. What, what's the expectation so I can set the tone? And, and session zero doesn't have to end. That doesn't mean we had feedback when we started and we never discussed it again. Yeah, you and you can never change anything. Feedback. You didn't speak up then. No, because like I said, you might be a few sessions in and go, oh, I didn't really quite grok what you were saying, and now I do. And oh, yeah, no. And honestly, it hurts my heart that there are people that won't speak up and they'll drift away, go away, disappear. And you go, what happened? And then you hear the grapevine through somebody that they'll trust to communicate with that, oh, yeah, Jim didn't like what the, the one, well, we could have changed them. Why didn't they speak up? Why didn't they talk to me, you know? But and then that's where you as a game master need to have a thick skin, though. As long as you're not being just like, your game sucks. It's like, no, that's not how you give me feedback. But if they go, you know, I really like this better and I don't know really I like that, have a thick skin. Take a step back and go, Okay, you know, but then here's the shame. I hear horror stories about everyone's loving a campaign. There's one person that comes in and they just, they're a seagull. You know, they fly in, make a bunch of noise, crap on everything, and then fly away. Mm -hmm. Well, who's the odd person out here, you know? and But I love them and tell people like, well, you should all bend to my will and what I want. The world doesn't uh, revolve around you, you know? So anyway, make sure you're not that person either that, you know, I don't like the way the campaign's going. Well, if everyone else looks like they're having a blast, Try to find a way to make it work with a different character, maybe, or for you to have more fun. Or maybe if it's not for you, yeah, step away if Why you're ruining other people's away? fun. Yeah. Or if you're not, but it's, you're just not having fun. Well, this isn't the game. There was one game one time I was going to play in, and they and I loved the sound of it. I was excited about it. And then all of a sudden, one new guy stepped in and was like, I'll play, but you have to have this and this and do this and this. And I was like, well, I'm out. And someone were like, but we want you, Matt. And I said, I'm very flattered and that's sweet. But I was like, it sounds like you guys are happy with that. And that guy made the caveat like, I'm not in unless you do all this stuff. Y'all have fun with him but that doesn't sound fun to me and I'm out and I wouldn't butthurt about it. I wouldn't pouting. I wouldn't taking my toys and going home. I was just like, you know, I got so many opportunities to game. I'll be okay. Y'all have your fun, you know, mm -hmm. not for me. Thanks. You know, and I was just stepped away, you know, politely. 
politely. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely player engagement. Because, I mean, I think we've mentioned on the podcast before, but I know we've had that conversation. When we've been to cons or local games and we see that the players just really engaged with the content and laughed and cried and who didn't slap the table and cheered when the dice rolled the right thing, man, you walk out of there, barely fit your head through the doorway. You're just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a game master boy you know i mean yeah but then you get sometimes stuck in the game where you're like i would chew my arm off to get out of here right now we've had that which make for great stories sometimes from the con if only there was a polite way to say thank you but i'm done with this if only there's a way to step out and text your buddy going hey i'm texting you grab my stuff i ain't coming back stuff you know i'm not coming back ever you know I'm not saying we've ever done that at a con, but we have, we have, I love that. Oh, my friend needs a ride home. There's an emergency. What's emergency? None of your business. <laughs> he doesn't want this game anymore. <laughs> he don't want to be in this game or he's going to die. If he stays, he's going to die. But anyway, that was only one time, but God, that, that was the worst. The worst. All right. But speaking of dying. Yeah. I can tell by the clock on the wall. We're all out of hit points. Rosebud.